Hey guys, welcome to the Remember Truth Podcast. Our hope is to inspire you to hide God's Word in your heart through scripture memorization. Each week, we will cover a new piece of scripture and memorize it as a community. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So join us as we learn the Word of God together. Hey girl. Hey, Sonia, how are you? I am doing so well. Welcome back, everyone, to the Remember Truth podcast. We are so excited to catch up with you to talk all things Jesus in Scripture. If you listened to our episode that came out two weeks ago, our verse of the week was Psalm 73, 25. It was, whom have I in heaven but you, and the earth has nothing I desire besides you. If you listen to that podcast, then you know that Rozelle and I just talked about a few things that we felt like the Lord was asking us to put down because we found them as either idols or things that we just like run to for comfort, things that we find joy in besides the Lord. So... On the podcast, I talked about giving up Newly, which is a rental subscription service that I do for clothing. And honestly, it's already been hard. I went mm. to a um, Good Friday service last night. Um, and man, I was like, I have nothing to wear. Like, I just looked at my closet and I was like, I don't feel confident in any of these things that I'm putting on. Um, so that was difficult. It has been difficult. Honestly, when I went to UPS to drop off my package to return the clothes, it literally felt like, Lord, I'm offering this to you. <laughs> like I'm giving it up to you because yeah. I know I find my, my security in this. And then we didn't talk about this on the podcast, but after the fact, I felt convicted that I should give up wearing makeup because I find so much security in makeup, honestly, just in my appearance, like if I feel pretty, then I feel more valuable. I feel more confident to show up as myself, to love people well. And I just don't want my appearance to be tied to my value. So last night, again, I went to a Good Friday service and I was like, okay, I don't feel confident in this clothes. And also, um, I'm not going to put makeup on. So I felt like before I left the house, I was like, Nate, I feel so ugly. Like, I feel like I can't do this. And he was like, you look beautiful. I'm so proud of you. I said, I'm just trying to be obedient. And he was like, I, that's like, I could not be more proud of you. That is the one thing that I want to be proud of you for, for being obedient to Jesus. So I go to this event and everyone looks beautiful. They're dressed so nicely. And it's, you know, we're like celebrating, we're prepping to celebrate for Easter. So people kind of, you know, they look nice. They go all out, they do their makeup. I felt so bare, so exposed, so insecure. And for some people, this may not be an issue, but honestly, for me, when I when I don't wear makeup, I feel like a different person, honestly. Um, and so I've just been praying daily, like, Lord, do you want me to wear makeup? Do you not want me to wear makeup? And I've just been bringing him into the conversation. And so this morning before the podcast, Rizal and I also do video. And so I thought, of course, I'm going to wear makeup this morning because <laughs> it's going to be on social media. People follow us. I probably won't be as likely to share it. If I'm not pretty, honestly, that's literally what went through my mind. And so I'm like, I'm going to wear my gut. So <laughs> I grab my Ilya foundation, which is so good. Shout out. Um, Put it on my finger. And I'm like, Lord, if you don't want me to put on this makeup, will you please let me know? Because I'm about to put it on. <laughs> and I'm about to put it on. And the song comes to mind, which I've been trying to think back to like last Sunday, last night, we we did not sing this song. So I'm like, and it's, it's a beautiful hymn and I know it and a lot of people probably know it, but it just popped into my head out of nowhere. Um, and it's, my hope is built on nothing less. 
And so it says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, my righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus name. Oh, that was so convicting because my hope is built on nothing less. And truly, if I'm being honest, like my hope is built on myself, how I present myself, what my home looks like, what people think of me when they meet me. Um, But it says my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, who is my righteousness. Like he is the one who makes me holy, who makes me good enough. And it says, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus name. And so that was so convicting too. of like, I want to wholly lean on Jesus. I don't want to lean on clothing. I don't want to lean on my appearance. I don't want to lean on my personality. I don't want to lean on people's approval of me or opinions of me. I want to lean on Jesus. So here I am. <laughs> I'm not wearing makeup. I will be honest and say I am wearing, um, what is it called? Eyebrow. Eyebrow. Eyebrow what? Pencil. <laughs> Pencil. <laughs> but honestly, I told Nate last night, I'm like, I don't feel convicted about this because truly, even still, I feel so bare, so insecure. And um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't feel convicted about that. I feel like that that is okay. And you know what? I'll keep praying. Maybe the Lord be like, no, take it off. You cannot even do, even do mm-hmm. that. But, but for now, that's what I'm allowing. And I think that's what the Lord is allowing. So anyway... That's not the verse we're focusing on this week, but I just wanted to share that because it is hard, I think, to give up things that we hope in. It is so difficult and it's not easy. And I'm with you. If you were convicted last from last week's verse and you are doing this, like I'm with you. I know it's not easy. The Lord knows it's not easy. But honestly, like I was reminded so many times, even last night during worship that like this this is what I, I want to putting my hope and my trust in Jesus. I don't want to get cheap joy, cheap relief. I don't want to turn to things of this world for temporary pleasures when the Lord is promising me eternal pleasure in him. So anyway, I just wanted to share that before we get started. Oh my gosh, Sonia. So good. Honestly, I'm so proud of you for being obedient. So happy that Nate also pointed that out and was like, Hey, I'm, I'm proud of you for being obedient. And I recognize that this is hard, like you're doing what the Lord has convicted you of. And it's like you said last week on our podcast, you said that idols don't give up their grasp easily. Right. And so I think you clearly have seen that it's not easy for you to hand over your clothes and to not put makeup on and do all that stuff, but you're doing it because you love the Lord, because you want him to be the only thing that satisfies you. And I think that's amazing. Last week we talked about, for me, it was trying to get my house ready and to look beautiful before, um, a baby comes. And this is just like one small thing, but I I mentioned that we were going to do a project in the boys room and I just realized it was going to be too much. I was like, this is going to add a lot of stress. Like, you know, it's not that important. So I told Trevor, I was like, we're just done. We're not going to do it. We're not going to talk about it for a while. Like I'm over it. <laughs> I'm I'm going to stop looking at pictures of what I wish the boys room looked like. And I'm just going to be content with what it is now um, because we have a month till baby gets here. And like, what's the point of rushing and being stressed before baby gets here? Let's just enjoy the few weeks that we have together and, you know, prepare our hearts for the ba- baby instead of preparing his room and just trying to make it as beautiful as possible. Yeah. 
thing that I'm just, I, for some reason that's making me emotional. I don't know. Like you decided I want to be content in what this room looks like. Like I want to be content. So I'm going to stop looking at these pictures. And I just think that's so relatable. I think that's so real. And it also just made me think of like, when we get to heaven, we're not going to be thinking like about our makeup or about our clothes or about what baby's room looked like like we're just going to be so in awe of who jesus is that like we will happily lay those things down at his feet we don't need them we don't want them they are of no value to us jesus you alone are what we desire and are what we need and you can fulfill all of our desires so uh, i'm just it's so tough like as we lay these things down we'll just be reminded like lord you are enough you are enough and like my security my contentment, my hope can be found solely on you. Oh, gosh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you because Instagram, social media, all the things like there's always a nursery reveal, right? There's always a room of like, look at what I did to prepare for my baby. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I do think that those things can make us feel like, oh, I have to do the same. Like I have to rush and hurry and not be as present and not be as joyful in order to get all of these things done in order to be the best mom, the best parent to have the home that everyone wants. And it's just not true. Baby, you you could have an a empty room with a crib and that baby would be so loved and you could be so content just in that it's so true and we didn't talk much about this last week or you know in our last episode but the first part of the verse says whom have i in heaven but you and mm -hmm. the bible talks about all the beautiful things that we will have you know streets of gold or just people imagine what it'll look like and it's saying like i don't care about even that stuff. Yeah, I don't even care so about how beautiful heaven is. I just care about being with you. Yeah. And so even in heaven, when everything will be perfect, our eyes will simply be on Jesus. And I just think that's so cool. Um, yes, that's so we, good. We can start like practicing that now. Absolutely. Gosh, when I was a kid, I was like, heaven's going to be like pools of like chocolate pudding and like, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like all the chocolate things. pudding. Oh, you know me. I'm a sweet tooth. I was just thinking like it's going to be like, you know, like when you think of like, I don't know. That's what I thought of <laughs> when I was little. But you're so right. Like we have no idea. But also when we get there, our focus will solely be on Jesus. That's so good. And we can. You're so right. We can practice that now. This is hilarious. Obviously, you guys don't <laughs> can't see this. Or right? so I'll literally just sprint it out of the room because she had to go to the bathroom. You are so pregnant. You are ready. <laughs> I just think it's so funny that when you're pregnant, you literally have to go to the bathroom like every five seconds. I'm sure that's not the last time that you're going to be running out of the room <laughs> to go to the bathroom. That is so funny. All right, Rizal. Well, I think that we should go ahead and jump into this week's verse because it is something that I am so passionate about. You and I have both um, in different times of our lives, like clung to this verse. This verse is about anxiety and how to respond to it. Rizal and I know what anxiety is like. We will be sharing about that in a little bit. But this week's verse is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, pro present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So good. Okay, guys, before we begin to talk about it, let's pray and we can jump into the context of this verse. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for today. Uh, we thank you that you gave your son 
for us, Lord, that we would be able to know you and be in relationship with you, Lord. And thank you that you have redeemed us even when we don't deserve it, Lord. We just pray, God, that today you would fill our hearts with peace as we talk about this verse, God, um, because you promise us peace, Lord, when we come to you and we um, make our requests known to you with thanksgiving, Lord. So would you just teach us your word, Lord, and um, just what you want us to know about anxiety, Lord, and how you are with us in it. Your name, pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so as we know, Paul wrote the letter of Philippians. I think we've done a couple of verses maybe in Philippians. We've talked about this. He wrote this while he was under house arrest. And in the specific letter, he's encouraging the Philippians to stay joyful in the midst of trials. During this time, they are dealing with false teachers and discord in the church. There's arguments going on within uh, people of the church, but nonetheless, he tells them, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. And so he's telling them, be joyful, even in the midst of trials. What I love about this is that Paul writes this from a place of empathy. He knows what it's like to face trials and yet still be joyful and content in the Lord. And so he says to them, do not be anxious about anything. All the struggles that you are going through, bring them to the Lord. So in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present them to the Lord and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Rizel. I think that this is a verse that everyone should memorize. Why? Because our world is anxiety ridden. Honestly, I don't know many people who don't struggle with anxiety. What a blessing it is if you don't struggle with anxiety. But I just did a little bit of research and anxiety is the most common mental disorder in the U.S. It affects 40 million adults. That was in 2020. And I bet that as of 2023, that number has gone up. I also thought it would just be good to look up the definition of anxiety. Although I'm sure most people are like, we know what that is. I just think it would be helpful. Honestly, there are some people who maybe have not experienced it who don't understand it. So this is how anxiety is defined. It says intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations, fast heart, rapid breathing, sweating, and feeling tired may occur. So it's just interesting that like it affects your thoughts, right? Persistent worry and fear. And it also affects our bodies as well. It is like an all-consuming um, feeling that we can experience. And Rizal, I just thought it would be helpful before we dive in to talking about the verse. If we could share a little bit about our experience with anxiety. We both have experienced it. Honestly, I think it's something that I live with on a daily basis and have learned to maintain. Um, I'm in therapy every week, but Honestly, I think our intro to like anxiety first happened with you. So I would love if you could just share like a quick story about your experience. I would love to share a little bit about my story with anxiety. So the first time I experienced it was after I got married. A lot of life was different and I was, you know, not used to it. It's just a new season. And I was so excited to be married, but I also just had this belief that it would all come crashing down very quickly. And I was afraid that either I would pass away or Trevor would, and I wouldn't get to enjoy this amazing gift that the Lord had given me of marriage. And so very quickly, I started to experience panic attacks, which I had never experienced before. I would lay in bed at night and literally believe that I was going to die. My heart would race. Uh, you know, I had struck, I was struggling to breathe. 
Um, I felt lightheaded. So it was a very intense feeling for me. And then this went on for about two years and it got to the point where I was afraid to be alone. I was afraid to drive. I was afraid to go to the grocery store, just do simple things by myself because I thought, you know, every morning the first thought I had in my mind was, today's the day, today's the day, today's the last day that I'm going to be alive. I'm not going to get to enjoy this season of life with my husband. And so for me, it was, it was very intense and it was, it was a daily struggle. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And if you've been with us since the beginning, have listened to our very first episode, we talk about why the Lord led us to desire to memorize scripture. And one of the reasons Rizal memorized scripture was because of this anxiety that she was feeling. She knew that she wanted to take those thoughts captive and to rely on the Lord to transform her thoughts and to give her peace. So Rizal, can you share a little bit about that again? Yeah, I can share more about that. So as I would lay in bed every single night, I would have this persistent worry that you described earlier. And I would just picture over and over like horrible things happening to me or to my husband. And I thought, okay, there's no way that I can battle this unless I'm replacing this, these constant thoughts in my head with, with something positive, right? And so what other what is better than just reciting verses to yourself? I've always heard Psalm 23 and I loved it. And I just thought, you know what? I Let me just pick this verse and memorize it. And during the night when I would struggle, I would just recite Psalm 23 over and over and over in my head. Or the other thing I would do was pull out my Bible and just read it literally until I felt like the peace of God. And I could finally go to sleep. Rizal, thank you again just so much for sharing that. I'm so th- I'm sure there's so many people who can relate to that. And I think it's so cool that the Lord led you to Psalm 23 and that you truly relied on him and his words to get you through that time. Um, I struggle with anxiety as well. It's not so much fear led or filled. It's I struggle with social anxiety. So any Pretty much any time I'm going to an event, anytime I'm not in my home with my husband, I my anxiety increases whenever we're hanging out with friends, whether it's like a couple. So it's like four of us, whether it's 10 of us, whatever. I just feel what runs through my head and the persistent thoughts that I have is I'm not good enough. And these people can tell that I'm uncomfortable and they're going to ask me a question and I'm going to sound stupid and I'm not going to know what to say. Um, And they're going to leave this interaction or this evening thinking, gosh, why did Nate marry her? Like she has nothing to contribute. It's, it's sad, but it's true. I just have these thoughts that go round and round. And for a long time, I did nothing to address them. I just kind of let them run rampant. Um, But I have been in therapy probably for over two years. And something that I've learned is that we have to acknowledge our feelings. We cannot get past our anxiety if we try to ignore our feelings. We have to pay attention to them. Something my therapist always says is, I want you to be curious about that. I want you to be curious about your feelings, your behaviors, and your thoughts, because all of that gives us information. And I think it points to like, what are you believing about yourself? What are you not believing about Jesus? So I think the very first step in like, 
conquering your anxiety is facing it, like realizing that this is something that's important that requires my attention. And if I don't give it the attention that it's due, it's not just going to disappear on its own. I have to face it and I have to ask myself the hard questions like, what am I feeling? Let me sit in this moment and experience these feelings fully and interact with them and engage with them so that I can learn something from them and I can take them to the Lord as well. So I still experience social anxiety in my time of experiencing them. Now I do a lot of practical things. I do a lot of breathing techniques, um, which really helped me. There have been times when I've been hanging out with friends and I get so overwhelmed and anxious that I literally leave and go to the bathroom. I sit in there for a few minutes. I do breathing exercises and then I come back out. And that sounds so vulnerable, but it is real. It is so real. And anxiety affects our minds and it affects our bodies. And so sometimes we just need to regulate. We need to remind our bodies that we are are okay, that we are safe. Um, But also, of course, I bring these things to the Lord. And I think that's why it's so important that we don't ignore our feelings because when we feel them, when we are allow, when we allow ourselves to feel them, then we can know what we're going to bring to the Lord. And we can, I think we're just more willing to ask for help. Um, And so of course, when I experience anxiety now, I also just ask the Lord to remind me of his truth, to saturate me with his truth, to remind me that I am loved, to remind me that I, I am already approved of. And honestly, being in therapy, doing breathing exercises, memorizing scripture and, and prayer has been so helpful. I wouldn't say that I have beat anxiety, that it's no longer in my life, but honestly, it has declined so much. And something that my therapist said to me that was so helpful was because I told her, like, I think I just live with my anxiety. I just have learned how to maintain it, how to move on. And she said, I think that Jesus wants something better for you than that. Mm, I think he wants something better for you than just learning how to maintain it quietly in your life. I think he wants you to be free of it. So I hope that as we talk about this verse, we learn that anxiety is something we can be freed from. It's something that the Lord can truly step in and help us with. Oh, Sunny, I love when you share thoughts from your therapist because it's just so good. We all need to hear that truth. She said, God wants more for you. And what does he want? He wants a peace that transcends all understanding. And that is the whole point of this verse. It is the promise of this verse that if we go to him, we don't just have to live silently with our anxiety and hope that it's not seen by the people around us. Like we can literally have a piece that is just beyond all understanding, which I love. Something that I love about this verse is that it says in every situation by prayer and petition, make your request known to God. And it's everything. Like even if it's not causing a panic attack in your life, even the smallest things the Lord cares about. There's nothing that is out of his concern. We can talk to him about the little things. I have a few examples of just small things that I pray for daily. I feel like I lose stuff a lot (laughs) just because my mind really is thinking about a hundred different things a day. Like, okay, what time do I need to feed Levi? And does he have enough food for lunch? And when is he going to bed? And what are our plans? And do we have groceries for tonight? And, oh, I need to clean this. And like literally so many thoughts running through my head throughout the day. So I place stuff somewhere and I literally forget where I put it. And so I just lose it. And losing things really stresses me out because like I'm like, Lord, I need to find these keys. And (laughs) you know that I have this appointment in an hour. 
And if I don't have your help, like I'm going to be just so stressed. So literally lately, as I have lost stuff, I'll just pray like, Lord, you know what's going on. You know all the things and I need to find them before I leave. And don't you know the Lord has answered my prayers? Like, <laughs> no way. So many that times. That is awesome. I literally be like, can you tell me where they are? And it's weird because obviously it's not a voice, but it'll a, a thought will pop into my head of like, oh, have you checked this place? And I'll look and it's there. Like I'm not Stop. even kidding. Stop it. Okay, let's talk about that really quickly because I think it is so cool that you're literally like, Lord, where are my keys? And then he shows you where your keys are. Like he cares about the smallest things. What I love about this verse is it talks about prayer and petition. Prayer is just like general, like talk to the Lord about your problems. But then petition is like, ask him for things. And so you literally are like, Lord, show me where my keys are. And then he answers and you ask expectantly knowing that he's going to respond to you. Why? Because he loves you and he cares for you. I think that when we go to the Lord in prayer, we should go as children going to a good father. Rizal, this just made me think about Levi, like your sweet baby boy. When he asks you for something, he does not fear that you're not going to provide it for him. When he asks you for an apple, <laughs> which he does multiple times a day because he loves <laughs> those things, he knows mom is going to give it to me. Mom is going to provide for me because she loves me. Same with Trevor. Same with his dad. And I just think that we should have that same mindset. When we approach God because of our anxiety, we should go expectantly, knowing that he cares for us, knowing that he is a good father, knowing that he is going to give us the things that we're asking of. He's not someone who's ignoring our needs, but he responds to them. He hears us and he loves us enough. He loves us enough to help us in our moments of need. Yes, he is such a loving father. I love the picture that you gave about Levi. And sometimes Levi asked, he asked me for stuff that I do not give him because I actually know it's not good for him. So for example, he has eczema and some of the things that he eats will make that worse. And so, but he will ask for it. Like he'll ask for bread or dairy or whatever. And sometimes I literally have to be like, no. But I do that because I love him. And does he get frustrated? Yes. And so I think that's an important point to make because just because we ask the Lord for these things, the end of this verse does not promise that we will get them, right? The end of this verse just says that we will have complete and total peace. So God may not change the circumstances in your life, right? He might not answer all the prayers exactly the way that you want to, but what God will do is he will change you and he will change you by giving you a heart of peace and of thankfulness and of trust in him that, you know what, even if I don't get what I want, I'm going to be okay because I have a good father and he promises me that all things will work out for my good. And so just as I don't give Levi everything that he asked for, because I love him and I care for him and I know what's best for him, the Lord may not always give us what we want, but I love that even in us not getting what we want, we can still have this peace knowing that our perfect father who knows exactly what is best for us is with us. And no matter the outcome, it will be for our good. Dang. See, this is so good. That perspective, mom perspective coming through. That is so helpful. The Lord will not always give us what we want, but he will give us what we need. And I think that is the point of this verse, right? In your moment of need, 
go to the Lord, trust him that he knows what is best for you. And he's going to provide what is best for you. And again, it may not look like what you're asking for, but he will care for you. He will love you. He will provide for you. He will protect you. He will sustain you. And those are the things that we're truly desiring, right? In our moments of anxiety, we want peace. And this verse tells us that he can grant us that peace that transcends all understanding, that transcends our circumstances and our situations and our worst fears that we are ruminating on. He will give us a peace that the world may not understand, but because we are dependent on Jesus, who we know is our savior, we can have a peace that surpasses human knowledge. So true. So I, you know, earlier I was talking about how we can pray to God in the small things And then I was thinking to myself, okay, what are examples of like big things that I've prayed for? And I honestly, as I was thinking through this, it's easier for me to ask the Lord for small things like my keys than it is to ask the Lord for big things, because I think that I, I lack faith in that the Lord will actually do what I ask for. You know, that convicted me like, Lord, I want to believe you for the big things as much as I believe you for the small things. That is such a good reminder, Rizal. I think we are all prone to ask God for small things because sometimes things seem so big and so just unbearable that we're like, Nobody could heal this. Like, I don't see a day where I won't wake up with my chest hurting because of my anxiety. I don't see a day where I won't wake up fearful that I'm going to die or that I won't enter into a, a an event with so many people I don't know and feel anxious and insecure that I won't be good enough. But the truth is, is that in our journey to anxiety, prayer is always a part of the solution. Going to the Lord and entrusting him with our feelings, with our fears, with our anxiety is always a part of the solution because we need to be reminded that we have a good father who cares for us, who can stand in the gap, who gives us strength in our moments of weaknesses. We can rely on him to be our hope and our helper in our greatest times of need. Yes, you're so right. So now prayer is always going to be a part of that. You know, when we talk about, and we've both experienced panic attacks and pretty severe anxiety. So I don't want to minimize that for those who are, who are going through it. We're not saying, oh, just pray about it and it'll go away. Maybe for some people that happens. And, but for me, it was more than that. For you, it was more than that. It was going to therapy. It was memorizing scripture. It was prayer. It was bringing um, our friends into it and community into it and having accountability. And for others, it might also be medication. We don't want to say that this will fix everything, right? But prayer is such a big part of it and trusting your anxiety and your worry to the Lord really is super helpful. So we don't want you to forget this piece. Don't think that the Lord is not big enough to hear your prayers and to um, care for you and to provide that peace that he He promises us. Thank you, Rizal, for acknowledging that because you're so right. So many people struggle with anxiety and sometimes they do need to get on medication for help with that. It's something you and I have both considered, have not done, but have highly and thoroughly considered. And so, yes, I think the best thing though is to is to look at all of your options, to start with bringing things to the Lord, prayer, memorizing scriptures, sitting with the Lord, like you said, bringing in community and then asking those questions of like, are there other steps that I need to take? Also talk to your doctor, talk to your therapist to make these decisions, um, but always start with Jesus. I think that's that's definitely the answer. And what I love about this verse is that it ends by saying, he'll give us peace that transcends all understanding and he will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. I just love 
that this verse acknowledges again that anxiety is a heart issue and it's a mind issue. It affects both things. And so when I read this, he'll guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I honestly thought of like a bowling alley. You know, when you're a little kid and you go bowling and you put the bumpers up, like yeah. that, that ball is going to go straight down the middle. Like it will not go <laughs> to, to the gutter. Like it literally can't. And I just saw prayer and like bringing things to the Lord, bringing our anxiety to the Lord is guardrails. Like mm. it, he will keep me on the right path. He will not let me go to the right or to the left into the gutter. Like he is going to make me go down the straight and narrow. He's going to remind me that he is my peace. He's going to remind me that he is my hope that I can trust in him. And so I think that the Lord just protects us, right? He protects our minds. He protects our hearts when we bring our anxieties to him. We don't have to worry about going astray, right? These thoughts that we have that are persistent, they can affect our behaviors, right? We can turn to other things to try to turn these thoughts off. Um, but the Lord will not allow us to go there if we're bringing these things to him. And so I just love that picture of like protecting our hearts, protecting our minds and keeping us in a path that is going to be most glorifying to him and also most helpful to us. Of course, like we started this podcast for for this reason, not because of our anxiety, but because we know how helpful scripture is in transforming our thoughts and transforming our minds and reminding us of who the Lord is. And so I just wanted to read a few verses that you can turn to. There are so many, these are just a few, but if you, if let's say you have anxiety similar to results and you, and every day you're just fearful of like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to me, to my family, to my children? Isaiah 41 10 says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you and I will uphold you with my righteous hand. This is a great verse that you can turn to. And in turning to scripture, you are turning to the Lord. Let's be very clear. Like these are his very words and he presents himself to us in scripture. And so this is just, yeah, another great way to depend on him. If you are anxious because you don't feel strong enough or you don't feel competent enough or you feel weak, but my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me, right? Just memorize these verses. And then if you feel anxious because you're burdened or overwhelmed, Matthew 11, 28, 30, come to me all who are labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and lonely in heart and you will find rest for your souls. If you struggle with social anxiety, like me, Philippians 3.20 says, but our citizenship is but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Your citizenship is not on this earth. This is not your eternal home. You are part of the family of God. You are a child of God, and your citizenship is in heaven. So you can look towards the eternal security that you have in Jesus. I just think it's so important that we remember that the words of God can transform us and sustain us in our most difficult times. And if you are struggling with anxiety, please make scripture memorization a part of your daily life. Turn to the Lord and just be reminded of his goodness and of his ability to help you. With that said, you guys, so sad. This will be our last episode for a few weeks. We don't know how long, but obviously as this baby is just getting so close and this will come out when I'm about 38 weeks, we're going to need to take a tiny break from recording this podcast. So you guys, thank you for listening. We're just going to officially call this like season one and just wrap up 
season one and then we hope to come back for season two again we don't know exactly how long i'm gonna need this break hopefully it's not too long thank you guys so much for listening week after week if you follow us along on instagram i hope to be you know pretty active on there and talk about all the new things with baby and just how we are getting through it day by day with the lord Absolutely. If you are not following us on Instagram, our Instagram is at remember.truth. We would love for you to head on over there. We will be posting while Rezel is on maternity maternity leave. We hope to just be posting more content about how we're memorizing scripture, how we're relying on the Lord in our daily lives. We also want to say if this podcast has been an encouragement to you and you, you know, maybe started off with us in the middle, go back, listen to the podcast from the beginning, listen to those. Also share this with your friends. We would love if you guys um, would just keep showing our podcast so that we could have people find it even while Rizal is on maternity leave. Um, And then we'll be back here in just a few weeks. We'll announce it on our Instagram when we'll be returning. But while we're gone... Keep memorizing scripture, keep relying on the Lord, keep attending your local church, keep relying on your community. Um, Yeah, for just strength and hope in this life. We know that as believers, we need help. We can't do this on our own. So we love you guys. We're so thankful for season one. What a ride it has been. We are so excited to see all that the Lord will do in season two. Amazing. Guys, we will miss you so much, but we will see you on our socials. We love you and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at remember.truth and you can join our Remember Truth Facebook group. The purpose of the group is to foster accountability and create community around memorizing scripture. Click the link in our show notes and head over to join. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so you never miss an episode. See y'all next week.